I am Emily Lyons. In 2011, without a high school degree and with no money to my name, I decided to start my own business. Since then, I've built several multi-million dollar companies and I don't plan on stopping. Being a businesswoman, CEO, serial entrepreneur, survivor, and general life enthusiast, I'm endlessly jazzed by the business of life, especially the stories of extraordinary people I've had the privilege to meet along my own improbable journey to success. I don't think it's fair to keep that privilege to myself, and I think you deserve to be utterly lifted and shifted by these people too. All inspiring people are inspired people, so get ready to be inspired. Pumped for this episode. All right, I'm joined by my friend Lolita Walker. Lolita is a TEDx speaker, a leading life and leadership coach, and just a rock star of a human. She's also a mother, an author, a podcast host, and trainer. And she is just incredible. She helps people step into their power and just take immediate action for undeniable results. So you know we got into all of it. You're going to want to stay tuned and listen to this episode. I hope you enjoy it. All right. Today, I'm joined by the incredible Lolita. Lolita, I'm so glad we could finally make this happen. I know. Me too. I'm so excited to be here. You are such a phenomenal spirit and I absolutely know it's going to be hashtag amazing. (laughs) So I was doing a deep dive. I watched your TED talk and all that stuff. And your story is incredible. And I resonated a lot with it about how our circumstances don't define who we are and our life and disruption of a life can change and can lead to personal power and all of that. But I'd love for you to share a bit about your story and how all of that started and what that means to you. Oh, so good. Let's just jump right into it. So I'm Lolita E. Walker. How did I recognize that I was more than my circumstance? Well, I believe my faith and my strengths are my foundation. So when you know that, when you can articulate what your strengths are, when you know how you demonstrated it, when you know that you stand on a foundation of faith, that there's something that's bigger than you that's helping to guide you. And I believe that even in the toughest of times, then your faith and your strengths have wings that are going to protect your fall. So as I was raised, I was always affirmed. And I didn't even know that that was called an affirmation. I was always told that I was great. I was always told that you can do better. Actually, my father did not even accept C's coming into the house. And if you had a C, you had to already be able to say, I'm allergic to average. And so why would you bring something average into the house unless it's your best? So you are more than the circumstance to which you're standing. And even in the toughness of times, even when I felt like I was at my lowest, Even when I felt like, you know, I was going through a divorce, I said no to this job that was paying me a lot of money. I was senior in my company. I was a new single mom. I was divorced and nobody was divorced in my family. It was just all this change coming at once. My father had just passed away. I'm not my circumstance. I know that there's bigger, better and bolder for me. So how am I going to get out of this? And when you know that you stand on a strong foundation and you're not going to stand there too long. So that's how I know. I trust it. I know it. It doesn't mean I'm never down. It just means that I know that there's more for me. So how long are you going to sit into it? Mm-hmm. That's powerful. So who is Lolita? Mm. I love to define myself as I am power. I am passion. I am purpose. I'm power because when I show up, I'm giving you a thousand percent of what I have inside of this moment because I'm going to be present with you. I'm power. I'm passion because I'm doing exactly what I love. I love talking about finding the greatness that is already inside of you and pulling it out far too often. We don't search the crevices of who we are to remind ourselves that we are greatness. 
everybody doesn't always tell us. So how the hell are we going to remember that? So through affirmation. So that's the passion that I bring. So I empower, I am passion, I am purpose. I'm living in my purpose every single day. And I didn't always know what that was. So I don't judge, right? I don't judge. And so I'm a certified life leadership and executive coach. I'm a TEDx and motivational speaker. I'm a podcaster. Can't wait to have you on. <laughs> Can't wait. It's really about leveraging our voice, right? That's who I am. I am power, passion, and purpose. I am beyond my titles. I'm a mommy, but I'm love. And I want to give love while I'm here on this earth. Ah, I love that. And so you used to work in corporate America and you mm-hmm. left. Why did you leave? What happened? So good. What happened was that I was working for this company. Actually, I was working for Procter & Gamble. I love the company. I have nothing bad to say about PNG. I think it taught me so much. PNG has this uncanny ability to allow you to explore different functions, to travel to where your strengths lie, go to different countries. I worked in Germany. It's just amazing. So I have nothing bad for the company. But what happened was, <laughs> what happened was I was working for Gillette as a business unit first in Braun. And then I moved into CoverGirl because my father had stage four cancer. And so I moved to Maryland to work at CoverGirl. And CoverGirl, the brand, was being divested from P&G and it was being acquired by Cody, which is a French brand, really great inside of the beauty space, has a lot of accolades and their headquarters, the U.S. headquarters was in New York. And so because I was at a senior leader position where I was at my facility, then I knew that headcount reductions were coming. Mm. Asked to go to do some innovation management, which is what I was doing, innovation management and delivery for North America for CoverGirl. Well, I decided to say no. And the reason that I decided to say no was for a number of things. But one is that when I look at my core values and what was important for me, what I was used to, what was happening inside of my life at the time, the answer was no. And that's what I did. I leaped. I said no. And no, thank you. That's what I say in my TED Talk. Three words. No, thank you. <laughs> I had no plan. <laughs> you had no plan? I had no plan. And Emily, when I look back at it now, I never knew about entrepreneurship. I didn't even know people in corporate had other jobs, like that they were leading companies. I had no clue. I was just so green. I was putting a thousand percent into my every day. That's mm-hmm. another talk to you about forever in a million days. I was going to work. I was dreaming. I was doing. I was available. I was putting in the work. I mean, we were very successful, my team, which is amazing. But nobody was an entrepreneur. I didn't know that was a thing. So when I left, I knew I was going to another corporate position. I know how to navigate corporate. I'm very good at it. I knew I was smart. I'm in, right? I got this thing. And what happened was in my mini retirement, as I love to say, I realized like I've been working hella hard. You don't know until you pause. And that is when it began is I started to feel that power in my pause. I started to really ask about what my strengths are. I started to ask myself, is this what you want to do forever? Hell no. <laughs> I was like, entrepreneurship. Started my company, got my little binder in the mail. I was like, ooh, ooh, Walker, Walker Enterprises. And then I realized that the paycheck wasn't there the same. Like, you know, that every two weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it feels a little different out there in the streets. So were you scared? I didn't get nervous until because what I did have was a great upbringing for savings. So I lived on my savings account. And let me tell you, oh my gosh, we could talk about so much. I remember paying a house note and saying to myself, 
Lolita, this is so ridiculous. Every month you are putting out money to put a house over your head for you and your son and you don't have this money coming in. So you're putting out money, you're gonna go broke before you decide to do anything. And entrepreneurship isn't cheap. Like you need to invest in things, invest, mm-hmm. invest in doing things. And so I called my mom like, hey ma, you know, I have this business going on and what if I would stay with you for two years to get myself on track? And I thought she was just gonna be like, oh, absolutely, come on down. She's like, oh, let me think about that. So I said, oh, and when I got off the phone, I said to myself, okay, you need a plan B. What's going to be it? She ended up saying yes, which is amazing. And I think that having family, having friends, talking about your vision, really allowing my mom to see what I'm doing. And she's able to see the transformation that people have. She's able to even see the transformation that she's had because she's tapped, excuse me, into some of my Zoom calls that I do with women. She's listened into some of my retreats. It's just been amazing. So I've been able to, I believe that God puts us in places and spaces for a reason. And while I'm here, although at 40, I was asking my mom to move back in after I've always had my own house, doing my own thing and being independent, it really was a blessing for myself, for my son, because I had care and for my mom who needed me at a place in her life and actually What ended up happening, I'm 43 now. And so this is a year after the original commitment, right? And still is sometimes it's tough to even say out loud because you have these thoughts of what entrepreneurship should be like, what success should look like and how dare us allow society to tell us what that means when we drive success. Mm -hmm. And I remember that sometimes because I'll start crying and being like, oh, I should be doing. But now my 90 year old grandma lives here. And how dare I not have four generations here to be able to help and to be able to make memories because that is very important to me. And that is what success is. And my brother and I had a conversation similar to this because he's an entrepreneur and he has had a hard time getting it off the ground. And he said to me, how much money did you make in your first year of entrepreneurship? I was like, I don't know, maybe $2,000, maybe less. (laughs) And then he's like, really? How much did you make in second year? In the negative, I remember my accountant saying to me, you know, Emily, you should really rethink this because you could have made more money working at McDonald's. And that made me feel so bad because it was like I was working nonstop and I felt like, yeah, and the judgment. And I said, the path to success is different for everybody. You're doing it. You're successful. You're trying. You're successful. Don't let anybody tell you what it is or isn't. If you are following your passions, you're trying and you're keeping your head above water. You're doing it and defining what success looks like. Other people don't get to write my story. Other people don't get to have my narrative because when I really look at the impact, when I really ask people the question about how have I impacted your life? When I talk to my clients about that, whether it's powerful women or it's inside of corporate spaces, when I'm working with teams, they all say the same thing. And it's that power. Every time I want to give up, I kid you not, I believe that God puts us in places and spaces for reasons unknown. But anytime I feel like I'm going to do something else, something happens, a review happens, somebody calls me, a great project will come in, something will happen that will remind me of the greatness of who I am. And that's why I say I am the greatness that others have yet to see. And sometimes, unfortunately, that includes us not not having that. So no matter how you get, you have to affirm yourself and reaffirm yourself and celebrate your wins. And so as you talk about Christian, have him put them up. That's why vision boards are so important. That's why celebrating what your wins are are so very important. 
I have a small wins board in my house. Every day, you write one small win a day. Absolutely. And without a shadow of a doubt, at the end of that month, when you go to read all those aloud, I want you to remember that you're standing right here and this is what you've done. Oh, I love that. I'm going to have him do the small wins board. You know, he was earlier this year, he was getting really down. He got into this tailspin. Our mom passed away last year in November. And, you know, we lost our sister in 2011. And so he just got into this thing of why do all the bad things happen to our family? And, and so I had him start doing gratitude journaling every day. And it just totally changed things for him, which is like these small, simple practices. But it was like, Every day when he's listing all these things he has to be thankful for. And he was on this idea. He's like, okay, I'm going to list new things every day. I'm never going to repeat it. And he was just so happy all of a sudden. And the one day I flipped through them and it was like my sister, the breakfast my sister made me today. And it was just like he realized how much he still has to be thankful for. And even though so much has been thrown his way, really, and like even things like how great of a mom I had and things like that. And so these simple practices are just so powerful and there's always something to be thankful for. And there's always those small wins. Absolutely. I have a 40 deck card of affirmations. I'm happy to send one to Christian. Just send me what the mailing address is. And every day we pull one and it's the intention that you set every day. It is the power of leveraging your voice. And so I have one here. I don't know why this one is always sitting here on my desk, but it says, I am stronger each day that I conquer another fear. Mm -hmm. You pull one and and what you do is you say it aloud. And then how am I going to walk into another fear? Like for this one, I am stronger each day that I conquer another fear. What am I going to conquer today? And when those butterflies start to that kaleidoscope starts to push up in your belly and starts flying all around and you have that fear. You remember that I have courage to my left and my right. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to armor myself. And I know I'm going to be stronger by walking through this. Like, what is it that you're fearful of? Let's talk about it. Because when you really drill down, it's a figment of your imagination. Oh, 100%. I love that. That's one of the things that I say to my friends a lot is, you know, don't fake it till you make it, face it till you make it, keep showing up to the things that you're afraid of. And every day as you conquer them and you just keep showing up, it gets easier and easier. And I mean, I've been terrified the last 12 years of entrepreneurship, but I just keep showing up. (laughs) And one of these days it's going to get easier. (laughs) One of these days. I love that you said face it till you make it because I was on and Ava DuVernay the other night had come on to clubhouse and she said i am here because i want to give kudos because when you show all the way up consistently you don't have to fake it right she came on clubhouse and she had said hey i think i'm gonna hire a couple of composers tonight and she did she did and it's because the two men that she hired one is andrew and one is trey three is the two people that she was highlighting inside of that room they have less than 400 followers at the time and she did that which was last week And this is their first network credit on Home Sweet Home, which is now on NBC. And she was saying the power of that is really working inside of your strengths. The power of that is if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Keep on showing up. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves, keep on showing up. People are watching you. When somebody taps in, when somebody taps in, you're going to be absolutely ready. So encourage him. Keep on showing up, walk into the face of fear. And I told you that story because Andrew, which is one of the composers that was hired, said, bake it till you make it. 
And he said, it's like putting bread into the oven. You got to bake it until it's rising, until it's ready. And then you're gone. It's good. Boom. I love that. Yeah. Speaking of that, it just reminded me of the spoken words that you do. What do you call that? Your poems. Yeah, yeah. I call them spoken word poetry. Mm -hmm. Spoken word poetry. That was like when I first heard that, I remember my eyes just filled with tears. The way that you say it. When did you start doing that? So crazy, Emily. Let me tell you, I have been pushed to my brink with the onset of audio apps. I'm telling you, it's just something about somebody holding you accountable in a different type of way, the way you're showing up and how you're pushing and pushing. So I wrote poetry when I was young. And when I was young, I wrote it because I'll be like, I hate my parents. And that's how I. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't we all? Not right. I was like, oh, my God, I got to write about this. So they all came out in the form of poetry. And I remember my father one time being like, you're going to be a published author. And I'm rolling my eyes like, is that what you got out of this right here? <laughs> That's what I just said. <laughs> right? And so I, I, when I went to college, I kind of stopped a little bit because life happens. You having fun, you getting good grades and all that great stuff that happens in college. And when I did my first book, each chapter starts off with a mini poem. But not like these poems, but it's still a good poem. It gets you in a place. But when I got on Clubhouse, I started going in rooms of poetry and I'm like, whoa, these people should be on Deaf Poetry Jam. And some of them were like, they're very good. And it just brought back that creative juice. So sometimes you only need somebody to trigger something in you that helps your creative juices come out. And it was on Clubhouse where I changed my book. My book wasn't even a book of poetry first. My second book, I changed it because it was pushing me that much. So this second book is going to be 44 letters and poems that really hit to the crux of who you are, meet you where you are, and then push you so that you remember your greatness. And those are the poems that you've been listening to when I read them. Wow. So you write them all and then you rehearse them in that way. (laughs) And do you have any favorites? Oh, I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Would you give us a sample? Oh, yeah, sure. Let me bring it up. Of course, for you, Emily. Dear yesterday, can we talk? I've made a hard decision to let you know that after what seems like forever ago, I've decided to simply let you go. My emotions, they took the form of a shadow that lurked in the creases of my mind, my body, my soul, my you. You hid in plain sight like a blanket that was covering me from head to toe. I've decided that it is time for me to go. So I've mustered up the courage to free myself. Let's take this trip down memory lane, switching over the broken yellow lines with signals that threaten to cloud my mind. Oh, dear, yesterday. Do you remember how you jolted me aboard a roller coaster ride? You elevated me to a massive high and you filled me with love and laughs. Do you remember that when I finally reached that pinnacle, you held me there? You dropped me to the lowest of valleys that housed sadness and tribulations, that vibration that jolted the essence of me, the fullness of she, the fullness of we. You will not hold me, dear, yesterday. I hadn't quite realized how attached I was to you. It was astonishing just how many memories flowed to my mind, through my mind, above and beneath my mind. And ultimately, they left me blind to what was right before my eyes. I immediately began to clear the cobwebs in a fit of overwhelm, but the over is whelming me deeper and deeper into your space. So dear, yesterday, I found hidden spaces that 
filled with tears and circumstance. Others were refuse for joy and celebration. I now see the light. I now know that this nation awaits my voice. Dear yesterday, you do not have permission to hold me in this moment. It flows free of torment. I want you to know that in every corner, I grabbed a memory. I hugged myself with winds. I clothed myself with faith and looked into the mirror and saw all of me. My gratitude has fueled my attitude. You've given me the fortitude I needed to push through. So dear yesterday, I simply want to say thank you. I found that I was living in the shadow of what was and what could be. I was holding on to the potential of, so I grabbed hold of what I thought you could and you would be. You are not invited to see my today. I'm no longer available to join you on that same roller coaster ride that goes time and time again. So I listen to the doubts and fear that you want to cast my way, dear, yesterday. After thinking long and hard, I've decided to let you go. I am shaking the cobwebs. I'm closing the door and looking forward to tomorrow. I'll take the good that you've gifted me. And most of all, dear yesterday, I forgive myself for the struggles and the hardship that I have created, dear yesterday. I forgive myself for not accomplishing every single thing that I possibly could. I forgive myself for holding on to you for so long. It's been a long journey, but we are parting ways today. I am reclaiming me and I am looking forward to tomorrow. So dear yesterday, can we talk? This is to you from me. I love you, Lolita. Ah, I love it so much. <laughs> Amazing. Thank oh you. my gosh, gave me chills. Oh, your editors will also have to take this out. How about I've been talking to you this whole time. Nobody said, oh, why don't you plug in your, um, your microphone? <laughs> oh my gosh i do stuff like that all the time or uh on the weekend i recorded a virtual event and then halfway through i'm like oh i forgot to record this <laughs> like, i know i wanted to come i was doing i was speaking somewhere i had to leave to speak some oh you know what i was speaking at the um center of women of enterprise in boston i wanted to come how was it it was fun for a long time. I hated doing those, but it was actually surprisingly fun over the weekend. But I think because there's so many, you know, like Joanne was there and and Ashley was there. And so it was just like they're so positive and like they just seeing their faces and stuff. It was just it was nice. Oh, isn't it amazing? The power of a social app. We never would have known each other, Emily. I know. I know. I think of that often, you know, this little app. And I think of like, you know, when the founders were coming up with it, but then all the lives that they have impacted and to the amount that they have impacted yes. through this idea of theirs, the ripple effects. It's amazing. People have gotten married. People have found jobs. People have been millionaires. One day I got a message. I've had two or either three to remember this is either two or three inboxes that said something that I said in a room prevented them from committing suicide. Wow. I was like, whoa. And it's the power that our words have. And sometimes we forget that our story is not our own. It's for somebody else. And mm -hmm. you never know who's listening. Imagine that. Woo, it's powerful. I've heard a few times, you know, people come back and they're like, oh, you inspire me to start my own business. Blah, blah, blah. Someone said to me, over the weekend, they sent me a message with photos of a pet store. They're like, you inspired me to do this. And they opened a pet store. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. I know. Yeah. I thought, oh, my gosh, that's incredible. But there's been a few of those. A woman started a clothing store and, 
Yeah. So I love that. I love that. I mean, I try to say, you know, I know entrepreneurship isn't for everyone, but for me, I have loved it. It's been friggin' hard, of course, but I don't know what I would have done without it. Yeah. Look at me interviewing you just real quick. What's one tip that you would give to folks who are starting their business today? What's three things you would tell them that this is what you should really consider as you start your business? Three things I would tell them. I would tell them absolutely get search engine optimization going for your website. And if you don't have a website, get a website. But SEO was huge for me for every business. I would say start building a personal brand for you, the founder behind the brand, because in case you do lose your business or whatever, you can now pivot, but you can also monetize your brand in itself. You can also help that to promote your products and services. And I think people really underestimate the power of a personal brand. You know, we had a a client who we were really pushing her personal brand before COVID hit. She COVID hit and she lost her businesses because it was a chain of salons and she was able to leverage her personal brand right away and launched a business out of that. And it's been really successful. And then the third one, I would say probably building your social media, you know, going on places like Clubhouse and building your networks. I've leveraged social media the whole way, starting with Facebook, because that was all that was around when I started. But There is power in social media. The amount of opportunities that it's given me. I mean, I got invited for lunch at the head office of Facebook and Instagram and just like meet opportunities like that from social media. And and it's just, yeah, again, the ability to grow your products and services through those avenues. But I think I would tell them, of course, to go into it with that idea of wanting to provide value to the audience and to have a really good engagement because... I see so many people with this massive following, but the people don't care about what they're saying or what they're selling. And so finding the right tribe, even if it's smaller, that actually care about you and vice versa, caring about the people that are on the journey with you and figuring out ways to continue to provide them with value. And it's the same way that I approach sales and that I teach my team is to provide value, whether you're reaching out initially to reach out to them with a way, you know, like, hey, I just wanted to reach out if I can ever do anything to you, if I can make an introduction or whatever, never hitting people up with wanting something because we constantly in this world, we're just bombarded with sales and ads. And I want this, I want this, I want this. We all, you know, it's just this world that we live in. So I think when you go into things with truly wanting to help people and wanting to provide value to people, wanting to do good, you can never go wrong. And so that's what I'd say. And and to build your company with something behind it, like having really great ethics. I don't think you can operate a company in 2021 without that being built on standing for what's right. Mm -hmm. Those are so good. What would you say? Yeah, I would say some of what you said, but let me, I'll add a couple of different ones. Let me think. I would say the first thing is to know the why you want to go in business. Mm -hmm. Why is this important? Why is this important to you? Because as a new entrepreneur, it's going to be times where you question what you do and you need to be able to remember that why. Yes. Right. The second piece I would say is stay in touch with your consumers. Stay in touch with the people, not the people you originally think you're serving. Stay in touch with the people who are coming to you, the people who become your super followers, the people who are always commenting and listen to what it is that they're saying that they want and they need from you. Because sometimes we have to shift it up a little bit because what we think we wanted to offer, actually people are coming to us for a little something different. So I say, keep listening and asking, keep asking and listening. And I think the third piece of it all is to get your finances in order up front. 
right? It's mm-hmm. really tough to try to get those suckers going at the background, really have money that's for your business, separate it as quickly as possible, start building up some credit, go establish a credit business account, make sure you start with a business account and make sure you're doing your business out of that account. It just will make things so much easier as you continue to move forward. Oh, those are good. Financial literacy. I mean, nobody taught me any of that. And I remember the second year when I finally went to an accountant, he said to me, I had no idea what any of the numbers were and stuff. No, maybe this was year three when I went to a different one. And he said, well, how are you making decisions? Like, how do you know you're making money? And I said, well, there's money in my bank account. (laughs) He's like, okay, but what about taxes? Uh, you know, learning financial literacy and how to know your numbers and read your numbers and make proper decisions and have a business account, like you said, and be using it because I was using my personal account and it was a disaster. Me too. Having to sort it out and knowing your why, that is powerful. I think when we know our why or how gets so much easier. And I have a collage on the back of my computer on the home screen of all my different whys. And I have it on the back of my phone, my iPhone. So when I'm logging in and I see them there and it just, it keeps me disciplined. It keeps me motivated. It keeps me reminded. And, you know, I've got my goals, but then I've got my passions and they're different and I need both to succeed. I think that's so good. Even with my son, we talk about this morning, he just was crying this morning. He's (laughs) nine. He doesn't really cry that often like that. And he says, I just don't want to go to school. So I'm digging in like, what's going on? Why don't you want to go to school? He said, I'm tired. And I said to him, so am I, why do you go to school? Like, talk to me about why is that important to go to school? And even though they don't get all of what we're talking about right now, just helping folks, not only our children, but our loved ones, ourselves remember like, why are you doing this again? Cause I'm not making it up. It's so important. Do you get him to do affirmations? Oh, absolutely. Walker has, my son's name is Walker. He's been saying affirmations since he's three. He says one that, He says all the time, we just change one line a year. And yeah, I'm happy to say it to you. If he was here, he's at school right now. You know what I could do to send it to you because I recorded him saying. (gasps) Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'll send it to you in an email, but I'll tell you what it says right now. It says, what is yours? Oh, every morning I say a be free creed and it doesn't start with I am, but it goes believe in your strengths and open your mind to now explore. Expect moments to have meaning, which will propel you to soar. Face your fears head on yet, hold them at bay, then release what is not progressing you on today. (sighs) Experience the unexpected, which you would normally let pass by, and then embrace the renewed you who is now free to fly. Be free. I am Lolita Emanuel Walker. Oh, I love that. Did you write that? Of course. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's incredible. That is so beautiful. And okay, your son's name's Walker, but your last name's Walker. I know it's crazy. Do you know in the NICU? So is he Walker Walker? Oh my God. The NICU nurses were like, is he Walker Walker? They were calling him Walker Walker for the longest time. And finally, (laughs) one of the NICU nurses was like, okay, can you tell us, is his name Walker Walker? No, his name is Walker Bishop. And my last name, when I was married, I'm divorced now, but my last name, I kept Walker. So it was hyphenated Walker Bishop. And so his name was really, my last name was pretty cool. But then when I was divorced, I just kept my Walker. So now he's Walker Bishop and I'm going to Walker. Walker and Walker Enterprises. Oh, I love it. And then he can take over maybe one day. Let's see. What is his? Oh, his says, I am great. I am strong. I'll do my best to focus all day long. 
I am special. I am me. Today, I'll be the best that I can be. I will honor my name, Walker GB. I am not a follower, but instead I'll lead. I'm a child of God. I'll do what's right indeed. I'm excellent. I'm allergic to average. I'll do my best all day long. Nothing can stop me from being my best. Even when I fall down, I'm still better than the rest. Oh, that is beautiful. And you wrote that too? I did. But guess what he did? He wrote the last. So this year for 2021, I'm like, hey, we need to add something to your affirmation. We talk about like, what are you struggling with right now? Like, what's one thing we got to get you to do? And he's like, I already got it. And he said, (laughs) I said, okay, what is it? Yeah. And that's how the ending came. It's just amazing. I was so proud. I was like, mommy moment. (laughs) (laughs) When did you start doing affirmations? Oh, so when I started my business, people would ask me, oh, when did I personally start saying them to my, I started really writing them for people when I started Mm -hmm. my business. It's one of Mm -hmm. the services that I have through Walker and Walker Enterprises. I'll write Mm -hmm. personal affirmations for you, but I also have a 40 deck of affirmation cards. So it became more important because on this life called entrepreneurship, I had to remind myself about my greatness every day because it gets hard, it gets tough. And I needed something that I could remind myself. And so hence, the one that's sitting right in front of me that I showed you for Christian. It's just that. And what people would tell me, again, asking people what your strengths are, is that my words would help them out of any situation that they were in. Mm -hmm. And they really were words of affirmation. I just replay to them what I see or what they said. My mind works in positivity. And what is the possibility of? And so where do you sell your cards? Oh, I sell them at lolitawalker.com slash shop. And so how do people use them? Do they read them out loud? Oh, and it has directions as one of the first cards. So what they do is they pull it. So it comes with a nice stand. It has 40 affirmations in it. So you can sit it at your desk. You can sit it in your bathroom. I know a woman who sits it right inside of her foyer in her house so that as she goes out the door, she reads it aloud. And as she comes back in, she actually says, how did she live in that today? So good. Oh, that's beautiful. I know. Mm -hmm. So you pull one a day and you read it aloud. It's very important that you read it aloud and then you're intentional. And how am I going to do this today? So for instance, the one I showed you for Christian is I am stronger each day that I conquer another fear. I'm stronger each day that I conquer another fear. How am I going to walk into that today? What am I fearful of? And even if you don't know in a moment as your day goes, you'll remember this because what an affirmation is, an affirmation is a declaration to you, for you, by you. So it's a commitment to you. It's like a promise to yourself. You got to keep the promises you make yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the science is behind affirmations. You know that your words, really, your words have power and they manifest into your thoughts and your thoughts become your actions and your actions become your habits over time. So there is a psyche of really saying it out loud. That's why if you start your day and you start off like, oh, this is going to be the worst day ever. How do you get yourself out of that? Everything seems like the worst day ever. That was another thing I had Chris doing is starting his day with saying today is going to be a great day. And he's like, why, why am I doing this? And I said, because your brain is naturally going to focus on the things that are going to support that fact. Why is today going to be a great day? And how can I make it so? And so he doesn't know. He'll say, I'll hear him go, today is going to be a great day. Yes. <laughs> and look at that. You see how powerful that is, is that you're instilling positivity in him. You're instilling new habits in him. Imagine the folks that are instilling bad habits and how it's so easy to pick up bad habits and why it's so crushing when you're inside of a room and the room is just feeding negativity. Get out fast because it comes into your spirit 
and you got to have a blocker around you because you got to walk in some type of intention. Absolutely. I love that you're doing that with him. Oh, 100%. I was saying this earlier that you need to be the CEO of your own life and hire and fire accordingly to the people that don't, that are ruining your mental health, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. To be ruthless with that because, yeah, there are just those soul suckers, even if they're family members. I think life is just so short, just giving time to those that light you up or I mean, not always, but for the most part. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I talk about this train, this change train, and I believe we each have our own. So my change train is called Lolita's change train. Yours is Emily's change train. And on the side is this beautiful. So mine is in script and it says Lolita on the side. We are the conductor aboard that train. And sometimes we see our vision. We know where we're going and the train is only going to go forward. We're not going to go left. We're not going to go right. We're not going to stay in complacency because there's other trains that need to come, but we're not going to go backwards either. And you choose where you're going to go. And sometimes we have to stop the train and allow people to get off, which are no longer serving us. And sometimes other people will self-select to get off. Some They'll just be like, mm, and you think they should be there, but we need to make room because we only have a limited amount of seats on our train. So I love when people talk about this board of directors. Sylvia Austin talks about this a lot. Like, who are your board of directors? Who are the people that I say are on your train? Who are the people that is sitting around the board table that you're going to? Your top five people. Are they serving you? Who are your board of directors? Like, are they serving you? Are they helping you to grow? Or are you the one that is always at the top pulling them up with you? Like, we've got to have people that's doing better than us that can serve as not only a sounding board, but also a direction setting for us to bounce these ideas off because they know that our vision is beyond where we're standing right now. Mm -hmm. How would you tell somebody to find those type of people? So I would say to self, who are the people that you surround yourself with? The first question, are they pulling you up? Are they at a place where you want to be? If the answer is no, I would say, well, what is my vision? Where is it that I want to go? So by December 31st of 2022, where do I want to be? And who are the people that can get you there? So I want to build my business to be higher figures. Then I might want to go to Emily Lyons because she's had a successful business time and time again. I might want to challenge her with some thinking. Right. I might want to talk to you and allow you to come onto my train, but ask you, are you willing to be there on my train as my board of directors? Are you willing to be there for me to ask questions with and so that I can grow from? I believe that you sometimes have to ask people because you're very clear on where you want to go. And if you don't know where you want to go, then you don't need to go out looking to hire any board of directors. Right. When I say hire, I mean to invite in your space. But these people need to be people that you trust and people that are going to be able to really give you what you need to get to the places that you want to go. Incredible. I love that. Oh, Lolita, this was such a good conversation. I just love you so much. Where can people find more information about you? Oh, lolitawalker.com. L-O-L-I-T-A walker.com. Everything is there from my podcast to my book to my one-on-one coaching, to hiring me as a speaker, to really doing my group coaching. Oh, I just launched last week. It was every second and fourth. Thursday, I have launched Coaching Cocktails and Conversations, The Transformation. And what that is, is a group coaching program. And I love it. It's on at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The first session was so good. And I can't wait to really be able to pour into folks. And what I tell people, as you know, with working with a group is the benefit of it is really being surrounded by other people who want the same thing. They just want to to move inside of their glory. They just want to remove obstacles. And how awesome is it to be able to hear some coaching exercises 
and engage in them so you can move forward, right? 100%. Lolita, I'm saying this right now, but five years from now, you're going to be a massive star. I can just see it and tell you're going to be a New York Times bestselling author. You're going to be the next Glennon Doyle. Just like what you let off, you radiate just something about you. You have that star power. You just, uh, I don't know what it is, but I'm saying it now. I called it first, everybody. So. I receive all of it. <laughs> Emily, I have to say what one of my goals in life is, okay? I'm telling yes, everybody that'll it. listen because it's coming closer. I can feel it. What coming close. I have a lot of goals, but one of them is to meet Robin Roberts, but not only meet her, I really want her to interview me on Good Morning America. That's really what I want. I think when I think of power women, she is such a power woman for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. So she's starting to show up more on social media. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a sign she's coming. Then I graduated undergraduate engineering and my graduate is with an MBA in Simmons College, where I got my MBA, the only all women's business school in the country at the time is honoring her with an award. And I was like, what? She's getting closer. So I'm going to you hear that. Robin Roberts is going to interview Lolita Walker. Oh, it's going to happen. Ooh, it's going to happen. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lolita, thank, thank you so much for joining me today. This yes. really was wonderful. And I have a, a feeling I'm going to get requests to have you back. <laughs> Yay! I would love to. And I can't wait to have you on mine too. We already got it scheduled. It's going to be so amazing. So thank you so much, Emily. I love you. I just think that you're so inspirational. And I know that the power that you emit every single day is just pure power. You just lead from your heart. And it's something that not a lot of people do. So to still see that is to know that everything you touch is, is just going to flourish. And I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you too. Thank you again. Thank you.